Yeah, I use I use my name Andrew. I use my new name Andrew in Spanish, Andres, when I go to Starbucks because Andres. Yeah, because I say like, "Oh, can I get your name?" and and I'm like Blake, and they're like, they've never heard that name it's in like, their it's life. Like, I think it's a white person that, name. That doesn't translate. I don't think it there's does, a Blake. There's no translation yeah. for Blake. So it's like Blake. Blake. Like, <laughs> you spell it. One time I spelled it, and I was like B L B L A K E, and they're like, and they put Blake with a P. Yeah. And I was just like, what the heck? So I always use Andres now because it's a common name. B and P. B. P. B. P. Can you imagine someone named Plake? Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine looking that's... at your baby and saying, Plake, Plake. Carl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how does someone look at their kid and say, Kyle? They're drinking monsters. So I saw I saw you were trying to get your grandma to take some shots, boyo. Oh, I made my grandma take oh, some she, shots. Did she actually she take shots? Him. Yeah. Well, I mean, her, her, her shot she, was how she? she turned eighty. Dude, at that age, is that dangerous? Her doctor <laughs> said <laughs> to take a shot. My is guy. Her doctor. She's like guy? talking about that today. Like my doctor said, I'm all good to go. So she doctor was Lou, good Yeah, she had a recent checkup and said, really? said she's clear, man. Clear every, to every, take shots specifically, or no, just clear. All all vials are good. Oh wow, is yeah. she like a fragile eighty-year-old or? No. She she's, she's had some moments. Uh. She's had a couple of strokes. Oh, and I think, but just I don't know why, man. I just I wanted to go in today and I time. knew it was her eightieth, and I knew I could get her to take yeah. some shots with me, dude. Heck yeah! And so I I went over there with the mindset of I literally told them this morning you're on a mission. You, oh, hundred yeah. percent. Were you in the kitchen this morning when yes. I said that? Yes. I was like, when I go over there. My objective is to make Nana take shots. Nana. <laughs> and, if, and if she doesn't take shots, then I'm going to have videos of her refusing shots, which will be almost just as funny. Oh, yeah. You just got <laughs> her gunning for shots. her yeah. to take shots. Dude, she was ready, bro. It was yeah. not hard. It was not said, difficult. Let's do shots, Nana. And she was like, all right. She's I like, already I already did took, one. Yeah. I was, we were like, okay. <laughs> She's all, yippee, let's do this. <laughs> She's like, I already took some chilled vodka shots earlier before you got here. Chill vodka. She's like it's the shot. Russian in her or something or whatever. Ukrainian. Ukrainian. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. You guys are Ukrainian. Yeah, we have a lot of European blood running through these. Even veins. Papa, yeah. who's from Mexico, he was born in Mexico. He actually has a lot of European, Italian, Spanish in him. That's why he's lighter skinned. You really? know what I mean? Like that's why he's a you know. He's yeah. He's, he's got not more like Italian. Indian, like native Mexican. No. Mexican. No. Yeah, he did. They he did have the Spanish DNA. blood in him. Yeah, they did the DNA test, and he has a lot more European that came over with you know oh. with with the whole invasion over there into, yeah. into Mexico. Yeah. Um, they did the whole DNA test, and they were telling me about this. Really interesting. You know, like twenty three and me or whatever it is. Yeah, something like that. They, they did Marley it with and Tay me too. Huh? Taylor did Marley that and me. Yeah, Marley and me. Rip, dude. Yeah, that's rip, weird. Rip to Marley. <laughs> <laughs> woof. <laughs> woof is right. Literally. Dude. Yeah, woof. Woof for my girl Marley. Because dogs bark. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude. Well, welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Blank with friends. Back at it again. I'm Mike. I'm Jordan. And today we have Blake Bedley. That's my name. Jordan's youngest brother. I'm just kidding. Not youngest, <laughs> youngest, <laughs> younger no. brother. We got to throw a Next, Tay on the mic yeah, if you want to start yeah. talking youngest. Tay, Tay's still Tay! Tay, <laughs> Tay boy! Tay's still a... <laughs> He's uh, zombieing it right now, dude. You see how he woke up? He just came oh, into the kitchen did. like he's like, <gasps> he was dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah today, uh, this week actually, not today. Well, today, yeah, makes sense. But we got Blake. 
I'm here. This is George, my George's my first brother. sibling encounter on the podcast. We already had your sibling. Yeah, my oldest brother on the podcast. So Blake, I feel honored. Do you? Welcome. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't special. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it I'm is, joking, guys. <laughs> uh, hey, it's good to have you, man. It's good to have you. I don't see you a lot because you live in Mexico. I do. Yeah, I'm yeah. living down in La Paz, Mexico, right now. Um, and I only get to come up usually like twice, twice a year. Yeah. Twice Dang, a year. Really? Two to three times, to depending three. on what holidays yeah. or events are happening and or something. Things, yeah. yeah I, do. I feel like you'll be up a lot more this year just because of the different occurrences. Yeah. We had a wedding this weekend. We have another wedding coming up in August and then Christmas. So usually we come up or sometime around then. So yeah, dude, how is it in Mexico living over there? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I've been there for five years now. Dang, five years. It's going by fast. I guarantee you speak better Spanish than I do. Like, guaranteed. I guarantee it. Probably after. <laughs> probably after. Yeah, yeah. I also guarantee this. Yeah. After, maybe even after six months, you were already leagues ahead of me. It, no, after six months, no, I barely spoke anything. Really? It was I, When I first moved down, uh, I was in Rosarito, and there was a lot of Americans, a lot of bilingual people, mm. um, a lot of deportees, things like that. So I just, like, let, like just, um, just depended on my English. I feel you, yeah. Uh, and so, but once I moved farther down, uh, down in where I am now in La Paz, there's n- hardly any English speakers. Isn't that in the, like on the pol- peninsula? It's on the very south end of the peninsula, right uh, right above Cabo. Oh, I, I want to go with you guys, dude. You're going. You're coming. Wait, did you tell your dad? Well, I mean, I guess all it takes is a, is a text. I'm sure, like, what's, he's not going to fight that. You're coming, dude. We're going. Okay, good. Cool. I need, we I need you there. <laughs> you need me there, huh? I can't, I can't, I can't, you need my powers. I can't, gra- I can't graduate without you, man. <laughs> you need my powers. You need my powers. <laughs> dude, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Cool, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow, Mexico. That's crazy. Well, what do you do out there, man? I am a missionary. Okay. Um, so basically, it, it kind of happened naturally. It just happened by itself. Like, I wasn't planning on on this for my life mm-hmm. uh back five years ago it was january 2014 um i had recently got my my grades from college mm-hmm. i was at uh, a junior college and i had my first f you know yeah. and my, my parents were are both teachers and yeah. so that f is not acceptable whatsoever in <laughs> they're like well, what the <laughs> f <laughs> so that that was just like and I hid my grades for a, for like a couple of weeks. I was just hoping they wouldn't ask me for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, my dad's like, "Hey, I haven't seen your grades yet. What, what'd you get?" And I was like, "Oh, oh, look, let me check." And I was like, "Oh, I got an F." And I was like, "Crap, this is not good." In what class? What was it? This was abnormal psychology. Oh, yeah. I went for like a week, and for I was so dumb. I went for a week. I hated it, and I didn't go. Instead of dropping the class, I just literally went to Pan- Panera Bread across the freeway and just studied for my other classes. Wow. I was like, I could have dropped it. Yeah, <laughs> you could what go to the, the office heck? and just drop it like that. <laughs> I don't know. Within what, the first couple of weeks, you're good. Yeah, yeah. no, he, he. But the he teacher waited. was for me. The teacher it was. I did not learn that way. He just wanted. To, he was an actual psychologist, and he just talked about his practices, and he never actually taught anything from the book, and then mm-hmm. expected us to answer questions based on what we learned in the book. Dang. And I was just like, I do not learn this way. Like, I can't do this. Yeah. So I instead of dropping, which is super dumb. I don't know why I did that. Um, so I got an F, right? Obviously, I didn't yeah. didn't go to class for like the whole semester. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, to be young and like dumb like that, yeah. dude. I, I look back you. at that, I was like, what was I thinking? I've done so many dumb things like that in school, it's like that so just could have ruined me. 
I mean, I never graduated, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it did. <laughs> so you were doing that. Uh, what did your parents say? Uh, my dad sent me, and I was like, something's got to change. Like, really? this is not working for you. He, I've always struggled through school more, uh-huh. th- not like terribly, yeah. but more than my older siblings have. I mean, Jordan, he's he just, I don't know, you have just a skill. You're magical or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, Magic powers. Uh, it's not he's, a big deal. My but. older siblings are very good at school. I yeah. mean, they studied hard. They worked hard. They did their homework. They did what they had to do. I was more like I didn't have motivation in it. Yeah. Like, why am I learning all this if I'm never going to use it in my life? Yeah. Um, and so I had a hard time pushing through school, mainly in certain in, in like English class, yeah. class in, in history. Like those for, for me were really boring. Um, and I just could not push through those. So, uh, so yeah, I got an F. My dad sat me down and he said, something's got to change. And he's like, he gave me some few options. He said, like, I don't know if you want to work full time. Do you want to go to Bible college? Do you want to just uh, just take a break from yeah. everything and travel for you? Like, what do you want to do? Oh, wow. And he's like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'll be back in like an hour and I want something from you. Just take this hour and just sit down and, and pray about it. Think about it. And I want some, at least an idea. Yeah. And I was like sitting there. I was just like in How tears, you? you know, I was 18. Dang. <laughs> I think it was 18 or 19. Yeah, 18 or 19, right through there. And wow. so I was just like crying. I was just, I just got, you know, my, it wasn't an easy conversation. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like, what am I going to do with my life? I had to decide what I was going to do with my life in that moment. In an in hour. An hour. <laughs> so you got one hour yeah. for the rest of your life. Think about it. <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go enjoy myself. I'll be right back. Link in an hour. So, I mean, he came back and I was like, I have no idea. You're still I crying? Have, I don't. How would you expect to have an no, idea yeah. in an hour? I was literally with like a like a piece of paper and a pen, and I had a blank piece of paper. What I want to do with my life is dot dot dot. He couldn't finish it. He, he couldn't finish nothing. <laughs> so I mean, he came back and he's like, oh, okay. And so he he was he was thinking about other ideas when he was at the gym, and he sat me down. And he's like, hey, I used to take he used to take. Um, missions trips down to mexico with his mm-hmm. bible study and so he would he's like i have connections with the pastor down in rosarito um i could hook you up with him you can go down for six months just like a longer term missions trip mm-hmm. and, and then just get away from the world get away from all your worries and just grow closer to the lord cool. just you know be separated from all of us from family from work from everything and just grow closer to the lord um and just serve him in mexico and then maybe through that time You'll you kind of think of something you want to do. Yeah. Uh, come up with some something during that time. Yeah. And so, um, this is a I love this story because it's so crazy. It, that happened on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So when Wednesday morning he told me that I went off to work. I came back from work that afternoon. He said, "So I got a ride for you." Uh, I talked to the pastor. He's there's an apartment that the, all, there's intern program. You can live at the church. You can yeah. work at the church and and serve there. I'll just pay for you know pay for you to be there and, and your food and everything um he had all the details out and he's like and your ride i have for you leaves this friday oh he said it all up he said it all up did you at this point had you agreed or were you i still agreed i was like it? that sounds cool i mean i went with my dad okay. all the time on these mission trips okay. i was like we it were babies not scary for us to go to mexico dude no if oh, we want to go to mexico we can go tomorrow and i would not be like <gasps> mexico like we just have been going since we were kids yeah okay my dad cool. would go my mom would bring us down and we would be babies in her arms mm-hmm. you know like with with my family so um mexico was like i knew i knew the areas i was young so i before when i went down so i didn't remember everything but like i felt comfortable going definitely down by myself i wouldn't mm-hmm. i wasn't too worried about it so friday so it was like, like friday's coming Wednesday to a friday and Wednesday, so i literally i friday. i was like 
shoot, like, <laughs> okay, like, I'm down, let's do this. So Thursday, I went into work and said, hey, I'm gone for six months, do I need to quit? Or what's the deal? And they said, you have your job when you come back, you can leave, we'll give you a six week or six month leave. Whoa. I was like, In-N-Out Burger, you're the best. I love yeah, you. Yeah, In-N-Out's tight, man. It's a good Dang. company. Um, I so, should go apply. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> just quit computer programming. Just quit, to go, quit being a software engineer. <laughs> just to go sweep the floors of In-N-Out. Yeah. For, man, this is great. You're right. It. They oh, do man. give you time off. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was really cool with them. Um, so six months, I walked in, I, I quit. I worked out. I had some to clear out my next week of shifts and, and trade them over to other people, <laughs> um, get them covered. And then I went home, or I went to Target, bought some stuff. I was just like packing. Didn't Dang. we have like dinner on that Thursday night or something? Well, like, what did you guys think family? about this? What were you yeah, thinking about this? Yeah, what did you think all this? Well, like your bro I just got a bouncing. phone call. I don't know if it was from you or from Dad, and it was like, "Hey, can you come home tonight? Because Blake's leaving tomorrow for six months." To Where Mexico. were you? Out college. at Long Beach. Oh, you were in college. Oh, yeah. dang. Damn. Yeah, I was out there just like. And uh, we were like. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and so I just came. I just drove home that night. <laughs> we had a breakfast in the morning. Friday? Friday morning. Okay. But I think I drove home, I think, still Thursday Probably. Night. I was um, out to like 2 in the morning with the Moros. Like, yeah. I went out and we longboarded through the streets and went to the church. And we were just like, long, like hanging out in the parking lot. I got tacos and like at 2 in the morning. I was like, they're my best friends at that time. And so it was like, we just hung out all, all, all morning, me and a, and a couple other people from church. So I... Uh, I called that. I called up like friends and said, "Hey, I'm leaving tomorrow to yeah. go to Mexico for six months." They were all like, "What the heck?" Dang. Um, and so the next morning, we had a bunch of people over. A lot of my friends. We had like a brunch kind of thing or like a breakfast, yeah. um, and just kind of I saying goodbye. We took a picture by the front door. That was on my trip back after the six months. Oh. We took okay. a picture of a bunch of people at the door because I did like a, an update about what I was up to. Uh, I, I right, brought like right. a bunch of people in and like told them what everything that happened in the six months. Dang. Um, but that day we had a breakfast, uh, we just hung out, and then I, these people that were taking me down are the parents of a family friend. So there weren't anybody I knew, but they owned a beach house in Rosarito, and they were going down that Friday. Oh, so it's Lori Rettinger's yeah, yeah, yeah. parents. It's on, dude. Beach house, Rosarito? It's, I would have went, too. Yeah, I would have went, too. That's not um, why he was going, though. But <laughs> I didn't stay in that beach house. They were my ride. <laughs> So we, I literally hopped in the car. Dropped him off at the church. And no, 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 the no. They dropped me off at the Walmart parking lot in Rosarito. Oh, really? Yeah. So they say, you good, yeah? yeah. <laughs> See ya. Hey, thanks. We'll be hey, back. With a suitcase. <laughs> so we, I mean, so yeah, I get in the car with a bunch of strangers. We drive down. They had their great Dane sitting in the car next to me. And I was just like, just this drooling is the on weirdest your week of my life. Wow. Um, Talk about change. Dude. Yeah. From one day to like almost to the next, you know, two days straight. Yeah. It was super fast. I was just in shock that whole So what did you think during all this? Um, were you uh, like 100% set on doing this or were you just trying to feel it out and you didn't really know where you were at? So you're like, might as well just do this or yeah. what was going through your head? I have was well, I, I've never known what I wanted to do with my life. Like, in high school, I was like, I might want to be a baker. And I was good at baking. And I was like, that might be what I want to do. And then I looked into that. And I was really? Like, baking? Yeah, I'm, That's I cool. love baking. I still hey, do. Hey, why don't you? Come oh. on, bro. Hop <laughs> <laughs> downstairs real quick. Um, I, but I looked up. I was studying baking. It was like, bakers are waking up at 5 in the morning and not leaving until late, like super late. And I was like, I wanted to have a family. I wanted yeah. to have a wife. I wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be away from them my whole life. You know? Yeah. Um, so I was like, eh. That's not an option for me. Okay. Uh, so I was like, what do I want to do with my life? I don't want to be a teacher yeah. like my parents. I never had that desire. I just, like, didn't yeah. know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and my, my best friends, you know, Noah and Levi, they would always tell me, like, dude, you should be in ministry. I would always be at church. You know, every Tuesday night was 
uh, it was youth group and I was there every ever yeah. since I was in middle school through college. I yeah. was there every single Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, just loved being at church, loved, you know, being in worship at that time, uh, just playing the cajon, the box or, or yeah. the drums. Um, and I just loved it. And yeah. so they were like, you we should be in ministry full time. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool. But my parents are teachers. You have to go to college. You have to do things this way. And mm-hmm. You have to go, you know. And so I was like, I don't think that's going to work out. Yeah. But it sounds like your dad, like, totally gave you direction on that. Yeah. You know? I, I thought that was really wise that's of him. so it's wise like, of him to do that. Grow closer to the Lord first. That's like, for me, that was a good, you know, uh, lesson for me. It was just. Grow close to the Lord first, and then figure out the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really wise advice. Um, and so, yeah, I get down to Mexico. It's Walmart parking lot. You know, the pastor of the church picks me up. I knew him from when we had gone down with my dad. Um, so what was his name f- again? Mike Vincent. Mike Vincent. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Mike Vincent. Really big church in Rosarito. Like over now, they I think almost have. I think I'm gonna just throw out a number. Almost 2,000 people at this church. Wow. They have three services. Uh, one of the biggest churches in, in northern Mexico. Um, so they have three services. So you have Saturday night and two on Sunday morning. Are they and still at the same center? That No, they're at a different no, place No, they're now, in a huh? big warehouse. Yeah, they, they've grown, man. They've Dang. grown. Because I used to go big. down there and help, like, build parts of that church. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The old buildings. Dang. The old ones. I didn't know you guys went on mission trips that much. Oh, when my. I was a little kid, man. Yeah? Well, that's when we talked about this a little bit on Jesus' episode. A little bit. Where it's like, I went down there since I was, I couldn't. I mean, since I was so young, I don't, I couldn't even tell you how young I was, yeah. but I would, we would go down there we'd hop in like, my parents used to own a van, uh, that was like a 12 seater, 12 passenger van. And like they had a college Bible study and they'd have people sign up for this and we'd all meet over here at this house. Just mob. We'd all there. pile into these vans and other cars and whatnot, drive down to Mexico for a weekend and Build just a house help. Or, yeah. Wow. That's just so cool. help at least once, twice a year. Wow, that's yeah. so cool. They when I was once. maybe 10 years old, probably, yeah. even younger. Damn. Yeah, and so I think that's why, like, even Blake, like, when he was going down there, I was like, I know where he's going. He's going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. And I think you probably felt the same way because yeah. you're like, I've been to this church. Yeah. It wasn't like some random church. It was a church that we've been to, we've stayed at. Yeah. Mm. Dang, so cool. Yeah, wow. it was cool. To, it was good to see a familiar face for sure. I was very, I was nervous, of course, going down. I was just like, yeah. "This is weird." I'm and you were eighteen, eighteen. Let's see, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. I have my birthday in October. I'm not good at math. What am I? I'm twenty four right now, turning twenty five in October this year. And I was like, "Fine, yeah, you run that." I don't know. Four, eighteen, nineteen. I don't remember which yeah. one, which birthday I had when I turned nineteen. Um, Dang. So. It, it was weird. It was just really strange, but I was excited. You know, yeah. as something I liked, I was excited to to be a part of. So I get down there. Uh, they pick me up. They take me out for tacos, and they just kind of introduce me to them. <laughs> tacos? Dude, yes, first thing. Do. Oh, God, I love tacos. Thing, street tacos. Street awesome. down yeah. in Mexico? Nothing like oh, it, bro. Nothing like so it. so good. So good. So, yeah. I mean, first thing, we sat down for tacos. You just kind of tell me all about the program. What am I going to be yeah. doing? So basically what I was doing was I was living in a, in a, a tiny apartment, literally one room with three bunk beds in it uh, with – you know, six other guys, or would be five other guys. One was just moving out a few, like a month after I got there. Yeah. Um, so it, it was just living with, they were all deport. Most of them were deportees, ex-gang, ex-gangsters from L.A. Wow. Um, they have crazy stories of how they used to be, like, murderers. And, and, you know, like, they told me stories of how they killed people and the other, like, other gangs and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting there, little kid <laughs> from Murrieta, just like... <laughs> Where am I right now? I used to longboard with my friends down the street. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, crazy stories, but how how they, they, you know, met Jesus, you know? And now they're the happiest people you'll ever meet. They're super nice, and they're, like, big old smiles on their faces. So amazing. Um, 
So it was just, it was a crazy experience being there. So I lived with these guys in a tiny apartment. Uh, there's a real room with six with six bunk beds and then the other living room kitchen. That's it, you know, in the bathroom. Um, and this, it was attached to the church. And uh, so what I did was clean. That's all, that's what I did for six months. I cleaned bathrooms. I cleaned the, you know, children's ministry floors mm-hmm. pretty much every single day. It's a busy church. You know, really? you got Monday, you got men's group. Tuesday, you got, mm-hmm. you know, this. and So you're like facilities? Day. Yeah. You're the facilities? We set up the chairs. We set up the tables. We put all this right. out. We cleaned the floors. We did all this kind yeah. of stuff. Um, and so... It, it was really good for me. It was like a humbling time yeah. for me. What were you thinking maybe like four months in? What was your mindset for like four months in? Where were you at? Still had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Um, just going with it. Yeah. Just mopping. Yeah. Just, just cleaning in the moment. Uh, <laughs> oh so, I mean, I, I had gotten really comfortable down there. The people were super nice. They accepted me in really well. They were very... Um, you know, very welcoming. Uh, I was very introverted because I didn't know anybody. I'm not the kind of person to go out and just meet people by myself. You have to come to me first. You know, like I'm very scared of like, not scared, but it makes me nervous to go out and talk to strangers. Yeah. Um, so people would come to me a little bit at a time and, and introduce themselves and made some really good friends that are still my friends now. Mm-hmm. Met my wife who is, is you know, my best friend right now. Um, right now. Right, well, right always. Now. Currently. Uh, currently. No. You never know. Uh, <laughs> Was, is, yeah. and is to come. And, and, and is to come. There you go. Uh, oh so goodness. I met my wife there. She was, I mean, started out just my really good friend. Was she yeah. at uh, the same church doing like what you were doing or what? She was j- working at uh, what would be child services in Mexico mm. uh, and attending our church. And so I met her at the young adults group and she was just a friend. She was like a mutual friend with uh, Alec Dominguez, one of my homies down there. Um, and Alec's a cool dude. He's man. a cool man. He's out in a Bible college in New York right now. Yeah, I know he is. Um, teaching classes out there, so uh, so yeah, it was it was it was cool. I met I met Alec first, and then Alec had was good friends with my wife Louie, and and we met each other through him. Dang, um, and we were just friends, just hanging wow. out at his house, we just going. We went to the beach. Dude, Louie was saying the other night cracked me up. Like her face and like the expressions that she had when she was telling me this too. She's like, she said, I just saw this this kid sitting over with his hood on in the corner by by the church, like on the by up top of the stairs, just like reading his Bible. And I told Alec, I'm like, why don't we go get him to like hang out with us, like and do stuff? Like he's just sitting yeah. there. He just sits he there every day. He just yeah. sits there every day and doesn't talk to anyone. Wow. Like that seems so sad. Yeah. <laughs> and Dang. she basically just like pulls Blake out of his shell. She, she literally would come up and was like, hey, what's your name? I was just like, oh, I'm Blake. And she would yeah. talk to me and she's like, hey, we're going to the beach. You want to come? And I was like, I have to watch the church. Like, it's my turn for security, like to watch the church. And she's like, okay, next time. And then she would bring me food. And she, wow. would, ask, she would ask me like, what did you eat she, today? She pursued him. Yeah. <laughs> she, If you'll talk to her, she thought of me of like a little brother for a while because she just saw Dang. me by sitting by myself. I didn't eat. I had, I had oatmeal breakfast, morning, and dinner. Until she uh, didn't. Until she didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, oh, yeah. I was like, when did because that she's, change? Because she she's four years older than me. Oh, um, oh. And so I'm, when she asked, like, that? like, who's... I thought she was, like... The same age. She, she, she looks she, She's she looks older young. than I am. She's uh, 28. 28. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so she they asked me, like, so who's this kid? And, and she's like, oh, he's Blake. And he's, and he's like, how old is he? Like, 19. She's like, I know. 
Like, I used mocoso. Like, he's a little... Mocoso. <laughs> he's, he's a mocoso. He's like, he's a little kid. Yeah. So, like, she hadn't... She just thought of me, like, as just somebody she could help, you know? And she, she would bring me food because she knew I ate oatmeal breakfast, lunch, and dinner. She, like, she just came and just hung out with me and, and would take me with her and her friends to wow. the beach and this kind of stuff. That's so nice. Um, and so, after a while, we became really good friends and then even better <laughs> friends and now we're like, <laughs> so we, and then we kissed and then we kissed <laughs> <laughs> and my heart sang <laughs> that's so, so cool that's dude. i mean marry your best friend man that's the way to go for sure oh yeah man. it's like you oh, get yeah, along i don't keep episode. asking mike if you'll marry me but it's just like i don't think we're can't on the do, same dude. page no? right now can't do it well he's not my best friend dude. oh <laughs> that's, <the thing. laughs> that's weird because you tell me other things Later, when yeah, I just give you know, what you need to hear to get what I want, what <laughs> I need, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, oh, man, that's dude. crazy. Your story's wild, man. It's it's crazy. Yeah. So okay, all that happens. Where are you at now? So now, I mean, if we if you jump five years later, you yeah. want to hear how I got there? You want to jump five years? Tell us how. Okay, Tell let's how, let's yeah. go through the I story mean, then. Yeah. Um, go for it. So I was there at the church planning on coming back to in and out I was like, in and outs waiting for me, you know? <laughs> my, girl, my, 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 girl's girl's waiting for me. my girl. My girl. <laughs> She's staying up for me. <laughs> oh, man. So in and out in and outs waiting for me. So I was like, I'm going back. And and some um, one of the, the missionaries down there, his name's Ryan Gauz, he was like, hey, we're going to plant a church in La Paz, Mexico, which is, you know, like uh, 20 hours south of the border driving uh, on the on the lower peninsula. And so... Um, and he's like, "Do you want to come? We need we need more people just to come along and help us out with whatever we do." Um, and, and I was like, "No, it's okay. I'm okay. I'm going back to the states." Nah, it's you cool. Know? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I had I didn't even think of like making this a long term thing. I said six months is what my commitment was, and I'm going back to the states. And then I was waiting for me, you know, um, which that's a stupid mindset. Anyways, um, <laughs> not necessarily in that though. moment. I mean, you didn't really know well, that your passion was going to guide you yeah, further sure. down that yeah, path. Like looking back, looking back. From yeah. That, I was like, You're really? like, I could have ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, you know, it, it makes sense. It made sense. Yeah, you You're got a job. Figuring everything you out. You got your fam over here. You For know? sure. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't even think of going anywhere farther into Mexico than I was. Yeah. And so he would literally sit down with me. He was a super cool guy. He would just sit down and, and every single Sunday, during the second service, I would be sitting on the patio, and he was like, "Are you sure you don't want to come with us, man?" And he's like trying to convince us and telling us all the cool things that's gonna happen. And I was like, "No, it's okay." Literally, I think that happened two months straight. Yeah, like he was just every sat down Sunday, every just Sunday, sit- just or every couple of Sundays at least. He would just sit down and try to convince me to yeah. come with him. And and I was like, "No, I'm okay. I'm going back to the states." Like, it sounds cool. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. You know, <laughs> um, but that's not for me. And. And finally, uh, after after week after week after week, um, and then another guy, uh, one of the interns, sat down with me. Victor, he was signed up to go on the church plant. Um, he sat down with me. He was like, convinced me again. This random dude that I had met once at a youth conference came up. He's like, "Hey, what are you guys talking about?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I'm trying to convince this guy to go down with us to La Paz to on you know to plant this church." And he's like, "You're going." He looked at me straight in the face. "You're going." I don't even know you do. Like, what, do you, <laughs> what the heck? This is, it was really weird. I was like, really? What do you mean? What do you mean? He's like, you should go. He's like, what's, what's the worst that can happen? If you go down, you don't like it for a month, come back. Yeah. It's like, but go. Take a step of faith, trust God, and go. It's like, you can always come back if it's not for you. Yeah. And I was like, dang. 
Like, uh, like, <laughs> like accurate. That's, accurate. That's true. Accurate. Um, it is. I didn't say yes at that moment. I, I, sure I just that, thought yeah. about so that. That opened up the, the doors for me, though. That was just like, okay, yeah. that might be a possibility then. And so I, I sat on that for, you know, a couple weeks mm-hmm. um, and then Skyped my parents and said, hey, you know how I was going to come back in six months? I'm actually going to stay here for another year. Um, wow. That's what I, I made a commitment to the church for another year. To so six more months or an, enti- an, an, an entire time? another year. Oh, wow. Um, and I'm, I'm going to, well, yeah, I'm going to stay down. I'm going to go with this church plant. Um, I think what's hard, if you don't mind me cutting you yeah, off and on. continuing, I think what's interesting is I think when you have a mindset about like i'm gonna do this for this long Mm -hmm. and then people start telling you what you're gonna be doing or you start getting like ideas about what you're gonna be doing afterwards Mm -hmm. when you already have preset like ideas in your head it's hard to shift your mindset and be open towards things like that because you went down there with with a closed mindset of i'm gonna be here for six months yeah and when that six months ends i'm gonna go home yeah, and whether or not new opportunities present themselves, you're still you're still like you I am that. going home after six months. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for six months, and I'm done. Yeah, definitely. I was not even looking for any other options. Uh, I was just like, I'm here for six months. I'm going home. That's wow. it. That was it. It's so valuable though to be open to what could happen beyond that and not close your mind off because you would not be anywhere near where you are now mm-hmm. had you lived in a closed mindset of saying no i am doing what i plan to do because yeah. i plan to do this before i even knew what opportunities were going to be provided to me yeah, yeah. i'm going to go a little biblical on this and, and james he he talks about um he says your life is like a mist mm-hmm. he's like you don't know what tomorrow will bring your life will it's like the morning fog that comes in and it's gone in a few hours he's yeah. like you don't know how long it's going to be yeah. it's like so don't make plans saying next year i'm going to do this and i'm going to make this business plan i'm going to do this it's good to make goals it's good to make plans but you don't know how long your life's going to last and so don't depend on that constantly but depend on the it. lord and say if god wills i will do yeah, these kind of things. i remember that verse i that reminds me of something that i experienced i was similar I was at um, JCLA in Long Beach, the Performing Arts Center, um, the Convention Center in Long Beach. I was at Jesus Cultures Conference, nice. where they have a conference and they have like worship and whatnot. Yeah. It was like a two-day thing, um, and I remember talking to this guy. I went to the restroom during the conference, like some preacher was preaching, and I went to the restroom, and me and this guy made eye contact, and I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> some I was like, "Some about this guy," you know. So I went over there to talk to him. I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" Like he was at a booth. And I was like, hey, what's up? I'm Mike. Like, what are you guys all about? What do you do? Like, you know, what's your booth about? And he was telling me about, um, like, missions trips and whatnot. And that they needed one more person to go with them to Lebanon because one of their guys dropped out. And, like, we were talking and we were, like, connecting on so many levels. And he's like, yeah. And, and he was, like, telling me certain things. And I'm like, that I totally agree with that. I think that we should all do that, you know. And he was like, yo, like do you want to be our guy? Like, I feel like God brought you here, you know, like mm. you could go with us to Lebanon. I was like, what? Like Lebanon? Oh my <laughs> so God. I was in Long Beach <laughs> at the time, you, you know, it. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that. I, I, I mean, unfortunately, I don't know. Fortunately, unfortunately didn't end up going. Um, but who knows what would have happened, you know? Yeah. Who knows what would have happened if you went back to in and out you know? I would have never met my wife. Yeah. Cause well, I mean, you would have never married your wife. I would have never, yeah, I would have, I met her you already. You already met her. I, I would never have married my wife who, who I love very much today. 
a lot of things would be different in my life. I would probably still be in and out, like maybe working full time. Like I probably wouldn't have gone back to college. Mm. Interesting. Those are such defining crossroads that you don't necessarily know you're experiencing. I trip out on the fact that I got an F in a class and went to Mexico. If it's like if yeah, obviously God could have pulled me to Mexico in other ways, but the fact that I got an F in a class and sat down with my dad and this whole thing happened was just it trips me out that it all came from that one moment. What if I, you got an A in the class? Yeah. He'd be like, Cool, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> you're definitely not going to Mexico. I He's definitely, like, What? You're definitely what? not. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> he said <laughs> that to him. <laughs> yeah, it's like this ultimate. He shows him and he's like, Hey uh, Blake, do you have your report card? Like pulls it out. I was like, here you go. Oh, A, 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 great. I guess you're not going to Mexico. But it's like what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. Was I, was I supposed to go to Mexico if yeah. I didn't was get I on the block, the top block? <laughs> no, I, I, had, I was thinking about buying your ticket, but, I mean, you're good. You're good now. <laughs> oh, wow. It's crazy. It's okay, crazy so stuff. you were in a La Paz for a year. So, yeah, I, I hopped, in, hopped in this car. We took the 20-hour drive down to La Paz. Man. Um, after, Dude, the guy, after the guy just said, you're going. I mean, a few months you, after. I finished my six months in Rosarito. Okay. And I then came you back talked here. Talked to mom and dad and said you're Talked going. to mom and dad. I came back home for like, uh, I don't know, a week, I think. Yeah. So, you know, said, went back to In-N-Out and said, hey, you know how I said I was coming back after six months? I'm actually quitting now. And they were just like, oh, cool. Um, <laughs> Dude, In-N-Out's got so many people that want to work They didn't there. really care it's that much. Bad, I hadn't yeah. been there for six months. They They're like, without we me. needed you next week. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you didn't. No. Nay. Nay. <laughs> so I quit. Um, you know, finished with that and then met with friends and family again, just saying, Hey, I'm, I'm going back down. I'm going to, I don't know how long, I don't know how long I'll be there. So, um, so yeah, I, I went back, we took the 20 hour drive, uh, got to La Paz. It's a beautiful city down there. It's, um, you know, my brother Jordan and hopefully Mike are coming down. Oh man. Um, (laughs) That is so fun, dude. It'll be, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. yeah, Let's make it it happen. Um, it's super cool. It's on the, the inner side of the Sea of Cortez, which is the part between the peninsula and the mainland of Mexico. Cortez. We're going to snorkel. We're going to drink Coronas. Eat some tacos. Dude, oh, man, that's cool. Oh you like uh, La Paz? I you love live it. there. I live there. So live there. Um, it's super pe- – the, the word – La Paz means peace yeah. in English. And yeah. so it's super peaceful, super calm. Everybody, it's actually really slow. Like the customer service is very slow. I, I don't know. It just happens. The pace to of life is very the slow. The pace of there? life is very slow. Everything's very, very slow. Like you, they won't bring you your check until you ask for it. You know, mm. in the States where you, you know, you finish like they putting can, the first spoonful of food. Yeah. They bring. Like, I'm just your gonna check. set this right here. No yeah. rush. No rush. <laughs> there <laughs> you're like got tables. You know, more people waiting in line outside. You're waving down the waitress, trying to get her attention to get your check because they just they you can sit there all day and talk if you it's want. The pace of life. The pace of life mm. is so slow. Uh, I I'm frustrated because I'm a fast driver and I love Tijuana because of that. I can drive fast. Aggressive. But I'm like I have to like. Stuck behind slow people all the time, just because that yeah. culture is very slow in all aspects. Um, so, it's, but it's very peaceful. Mm-hmm. It's very Damn. calming. Uh, the beaches are beautiful. It's very like, you know how the beaches in, in California, at least, you have lifeguards, you have you know restaurants. There's people. It's full of people all the time. In La Paz, it's nature. Yeah, and it's like goes from desert, sand, 
beach and there's yeah. no one out there i mean they have a few guys out there trying to sell you umbrellas or a few things at, at, while you're out there mm -hmm. but it's just super calm super peaceful yeah. it, it's just all yeah it's awesome me and my dad were talking about the beaches in mexico where he grew up in colima okay um that's way yeah, south. A lot far south um but it, that's how they are the beaches they're so nice like the sand is beautiful the water's warm but in Colima, it, I don't. You said it was desert in yeah. La Paz. Um, Colima's jungle. Far yeah, more jungle. In Colima is just like tropical jungle, humid, and it's just so chill. Like crabs, like mm. tons of crabs on the sand. You know, mm -hmm. like it's just like nature. It's yeah. raw. It's so cool. Yeah. I remember my brother almost got bit by a scorpion when we were over Dang. there, dude. Yeah, he was sitting down next to it, and we noticed it. Like that's how crazy it is. You yeah. know, like you're just out in nature under a shack. You know. Yeah. Such it's a good time. So cool. Yeah. Um, that like there's a famous um what do you call him? When marine biologist that called the Sea of Cortez and especially the area around La Paz the mm -hmm. aquarium of the sea, like the aquarium of the, the world. Of the Pacific? Of I think of the world, he said. Yeah. I'm not sure why. I think there's so many different types. It's not like it's not like Hawaii where you go and there's a ton of fish, but there's there down there there's a ton of types of fish and there's tons of like Mm. animals and sea creatures you all have sorts. whales and all sorts whales yeah. dolphins all these different things that are just swimming right through the right through this area dang cool. I'm telling you dog <laughs> when was the last time you were in mexico uh it's been a while <sighs> we're going <laughs> well, last time I'm you came and visited going. me right probably yeah. I, I, don't really, I don't really go there for for leisure which i'd like to do more Dude, we, um, we easily could we just need to be more proactive about making you got plans. a plan yeah you got a plan um but I think this will be a trip where it's like we're down in a place where, like, he's told me about different offshore islands and things we can go mm -hmm. to and take little trips and go snorkel through, like, caves. And there's just, like, fish swimming around you. And so yeah, I just want to want to go try and do some stuff just like that. It, I think it'd be huh? rad that you came with us. Yeah. Place you, you can swim with sea lions, dude. Dang. They, they take you on an eight-hour boat trip, and they drop you off at this place. Eight hours? Oof. Well, I mean, it's like they, it's a whole island. You go around that the whole thing. Oh, for Eight sure. hours, like, round, round trip. Round ah. trip. All the time, you're jumping in the water. Yeah. And... Wow. Well, a, part, a huge part of that, like, the whole second half, you're on a... They drop you off at a beach, a secluded beach on the island, and you just hang out. They make ceviche. And... How much is that? Ceviche? Oh, yeah. my God. They make ceviche and, and <laughs> oh sandwiches for if you don't want any ceviche. I need to make us ceviche here. Yeah, it's so good. You do, dude. I've been telling you that. Yeah, I know. I keep telling you. I wake up every morning. I'm like, Mike, you've been saying you're gonna make ceviche. Today yeah. is the day. And you're like, ah. And I'm like, Mike, I'm like, sick please. of your bullshit excuses. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, dude, that sounds like such a blast. Really cool. I mean, the the it, the cheapest you go, it'll be like. 750 pesos would be like, I don't know, 35 bucks, 40 bucks. Oh, we on. Uh, that's the cheapest. That'll be like the God, little tiny boats that pretty, hit pretty hard on the yeah. waves of the ocean and things like yeah. that are on like the bumps of the ocean. Um, a canoe? It's a little canoe. There's <laughs> one man battling. <laughs> You're all in the back just like, <laughs> like super excited. I can't wait to that's, swim. That's why it's eight hours because you got a guy <laughs> rowing you all the way out there. <laughs> Just super excited. It's getting dark. <laughs> oh, man. That sounds like a blast. Dude. So it's oh, super cool. Um, I never go out on the beach because I'm very busy right. all the time. I get okay. it out there, I don't know, once a month max in the summertime. Do you, you live know. close to the beach? Not really. Okay. Now we live closer. We, we're, um, I'll get there because yeah. I have to go through more details about <laughs> where I would live and why I live there. Um, okay. So I get down there first. This was in still in July of 2014. Mm -hmm. we, we went down. Uh, we planted the church. It was awesome. Just for me, it was a cool experience to see how a church grew from 
10 people in a Bible study in somebody's porch to a full-grown church. Now we have over 100 people Wow. Um, in, a, in like a warehouse building. Mm-hmm. So for me to see that transition and then how that how God grew that church and how people became, you yeah. know, started to join our church was really, really cool. Wow. Um, and, and yeah, so it was, we were, I was down there for a year and a half just working, sweeping floors, setting up chairs, doing mm-hmm. this kind of the same thing I was doing. During that time, I learned graphic design just on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned how to do like the Easy Worship program, which put up slides on the screen. Uh, how to how to do sound. This is all stuff I just kind of picked up on my own. I've never been taught by anybody. It was just like, just look up on YouTube, look up articles, for sure, um, and just practice, you know, all the time. So I I eventually became like in charge of almost like the multimedia section of the church, mm-hmm. um, and I would just do all that kind of stuff, posting on Facebook, that kind of thing, um, and so yeah, that's what I I did during that time. I, throughout the whole period of time, I was constantly skyping with. Uh, with my now wife, you know, just mm-hmm. constantly. You were still dating at that point, right? We were, we started dating basically long distance. Mm, yeah. Uh, we talked before I left basically like very briefly and just said, I like you. I like you too. Cool. And we just kind of kept in contact. Um, and then. For an entire year? For an entire year. It was a year and a half. It was till October the following wow. year. July to July, July to October the following year. With trips and she would come down or I would mm. go up and actually. I was there for a year and a half. We talked until from July till about September, mm-hmm. and I realized I was on my phone all day, every day, talking to her, skyping with her, and I wasn't doing very much work. Mm-hmm. And so I actually we broke up for a few months. Mm. Uh, I we split up for we stopped talking like cold turkey for a few months just because I was like I I'm putting so much time and effort into this and I'm not doing what I actually need came down here to do. Mm-hmm. You know I'm not serving as much as I can be because. I'm on my phone sitting in my room or everybody's there, you know, talking and having a good time and I'm just on my phone texting her. And yeah, so that's a real and that's thing, not dude. healthy in a relationship. Not, you know? not even in life. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to be in a relationship. Yet. Yeah. And life just to be constantly, um, I was, I, I would use the word obsessed with her, you know, uh, my wife is beautiful yeah. and I was like, I'm never going to find a girl like this in my life. So <laughs> I, I was like, just honestly, just talking to her all the time. Um, and so finally we cut that off. And then in January, uh, I went down with my family. I went up to visit in January. I remember that trip very specifically. You want to share your your side of the story on this trip? No, go go ahead. Finish, okay, finish yours, and then I'll give my two cents when they when they seem appropriate. Okay. <laughs> uh, so January comes along. Yeah. We hadn't we hadn't talked literally since I don't know, like September mm-hmm. until January. You know, until about January. You and Louis. Yeah. Okay. And and I sent her a message. It's like, hey, my f- I went up to visit up here in Marietta. And my dad was like, hey, let's do a Mexico trip together. Let's go down, and then Blake can just you stay there. You came to Marietta? I thought we met mm-hmm. you in Rosarito. No, no. I came up here, I don't know, it's like a few days or something, like a weekend. Or I okay. don't know. I came up for a very short time, and then we actually went down all together to Rosarito. Wasn't that Bob Dawson? Is that that was the trip with Bob Dawson. Bob Dawson, dude. He's a weirdo. That was a um, weirdo. Dude. We <laughs> he sounds to, like a weirdo. We showed up <laughs> to the – we got an Airbnb. We yeah. showed up to the house. And the house had not been cleaned. <laughs> the sheets were all the same. The, every, it was Everything just it was Airbnb not clean. In Mexico? It was dirty. Yeah, in in Mexico in uh, Rosarito. And so we show up, and then my dad's like trying. We don't got signal, so he's trying to get on the Wi-Fi, figure it all out, right, and like get a hold of this guy. Bob Dawson is his name. Bob right? Dawson. It became an inside joke amongst our family. That's the only Bob reason Dawson. I remember his name because yeah. it was like a joke. Um, and so we. We get a hold of this guy finally, and he comes over to the house. Yeah. 
with his buddy, and they are coming. His name from... was Bob as well. He's like, this they... is the other Bob. This is... <laughs> they were just drunk, dude. They had been just chilling on like some beach bar, just like <laughs> drinking. And I was like, my guys, like that. But just, we need help, right? Also, this Airbnb should have been clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I understand dude, you're living. And your so best they life. show up, and one of the guys, no joke, walks into the sliding glass door. It was closed. <laughs> oh, <I forgot> about <laughs> he that. slammed into the door because what? he's like walking around, like showing us, like, oh, this is the property. Boom. This is where we're at. Like, and one of them was like had been outside and comes walking in, and I'm sitting inside, and I see this guy just go boom right into the door. Did he I was break like, it? Oh, my man! No, 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 no. He just he just hit it nice yeah. and good. He um, bumped it real good. They were just buzzing, dude. They were just having a good time. Yeah. But anyways, that was like we went down there for a trip to hang out with Blake for yeah. a bit. But anyways, so I mean, I I texted Louie and I said, hey, my family's coming into town. Yeah. We're going to Rosarito, and they want to meet you. I mean, it's like it, they heard about this. No, girl. we didn't want to meet her, bro. No, you just you just wanted to hang out with no, her. No, no, no. Dad said <laughs> we're like, oh, you. I, mean, I skyped with dad and mom, and they were like, oh, we'd love to meet Louie. They didn't know I hadn't been talking with her for like almost six months or whatever, three, four months. Just really? Thought, yeah. Just uh, thought uh, she was your friend or what? Well, I mean, they knew about her and they knew I'd been talking with her and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and so they're like, we'd love to meet her. Huh. Um, and so I, I texted like, just to, so it's not weird if we see her in church. We haven't talked in four months or something like that. And if we bump into each other, just my parents would like to say hi and meet you or whatever. She was, she was super cool about it. She's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, and so uh, my dad, on the way down, he's like, hey, text Louie and see if she wants to go get tacos with us. And I was like, all right. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for someone to give me the green she light. She did, though, bro. Yeah. We, I remember that we picked her up and went and got tacos. Yeah. Like, like nothing, dude. She walked out of her work, and she she – um, she told me she's like as soon as I walked out of the door I was just like I gotta go to the bathroom like she just felt like her stomach just flip and she yeah. was like she, and she was like nervous but at the same time she was like excited to see me yeah and so she's like at first during those during those months she was like trying just like okay I'm gonna be peaceful about this I'm gonna be cool and, and she was like kind of just we separated our ways but as soon yeah. as she saw me she was like dang and so and yeah, I stayed the same hot, way because I'm yeah. super hot you yeah like, everybody yeah. knows look, that. Dude, you're super hot so. oh you got thanks, the man. hair beard yeah. combo dude <laughs> thanks, man. I've been looking at that all night dude. <laughs> <laughs> you look good man and I saw her and it was just like love at first sight and it was beautiful oh wait what it was like Disney really no um <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It was, it was he no. said no not at all not at all um so yeah she went out to tacos and, and she translated for us they'd order tacos well i, I know how to order tacos but she was just with the family and then my dad like come with us to the beach house and yeah. she's like okay and she came and we hung out and it was just she like everybody loved her she fit in she fit in really well. great with the family yeah uh she looked at her family and like we were weirdos because we were all washing dishes and 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 singing songs together and she was just like what kind of family is this? Like it's the Bedley vibe, that's bro. The Bedley Turn vibe. on some tunes in the kitchen and just get to work. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, so, that's chill, dude. And then I dropped her off at her house. We all drove out, and my my it was, brother. It was, the, it was me, you, and dad, right? Yeah. We dropped her off at her house, and as soon as she left the car and she walked into her house, they looked at me and was like, what are you thinking, dude? Why are you split up with this girl? Marry yeah. this girl. And I was Whoa. like, and I was like, not marry. I've been like, no, marry not marry, her, but like, but like what I was like, why did you break up with her? Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And his whole mindset was, you know, oh, she's distracting me from what I'm doing down in Mexico and like farther south. And I'm like, well, then tell her that and then do what work you got to do. And Man. and if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But don't cut it off before it even has an opportunity to, you know, get legs and become something. Yeah. yeah. This is my first girlfriend. 
Okay. She was my very first girlfriend. I never had a girlfriend in my entire life. Really? I had flings. I had crushes. And, you know, I held a girl's hand. I kissed a girl before that. But I never had an official We girlfriend. kissed one time, but it was like, this isn't allowed. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that didn't. Oh, wait. This Can I say this for the say? record? That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> never happened. <laughs> oh, my bad. I got to go. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, they were like, you're an idiot, dude. What are you doing? Um, so, I. After that trip, they went back up to the States. I was hanging out with her, with her and I st- we both were staying at Alec, Alec's house, who I mentioned earlier. And I was so nervous. I had no idea how to start this up. I, I, like I said, it was my first girlfriend. I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. Um, and so literally it was my, the day I was leaving, or the night before I was leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> tell us. Tell us what you Give tell us what us. we need. Okay. <laughs> The night before I was leaving, we were like, it was like one in the morning. We were all hanging out in the living room. Yes, it was. It was. Yes, it was. And I just, I choked and I didn't say anything. What? No, <laughs> I was not hoping. Ah, that. <laughs> hey, why? hey, but you know what? It all works out in the end. We know, we know the end already. We know uh, the yeah, end. But, all right, but, I'm going. married now. <laughs> so um, I choked. It's a rom com, dude. We know it always ends happy. It's fine. We good. I I didn't say anything. I went to. We both went to bed, and. Uh, the next morning, I was down there, like, drinking my coffee. She came down to work. She was already late for work, uh, and she was just, like, lingering in the kitchen. She knew I was leaving that day. Just lingering in the kitchen, just like, oh, yeah, we're just small talking. Nothing. I didn't say anything. I was literally, my heart was pounding out of my chest, and I choked. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Looking at just looking coffee. at my coffee. <laughs> just <sighs> staring into it. Well, and she's like, well. God, give me a sign. <laughs> Give me peace <laughs> right now. So she she went oh her way. She's like, well, see you later. And she gave me a hug, and she went to work. Oh. What had happened was, I don't know how I read my, my flight ticket wrong. My flight left the previous morning. So you missed your flight I already. missed my flight, and I hadn't even realized it. Oh, dang. So then that night, she afternoon, she comes back to the house after work, and I'm sitting on the couch. She was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. She's like, what's going on? And so that night, it was, again, like 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning, something like that. We were just, like, talking. Everybody had already on. got into bed. And I was like, he said, we on. Hey, we need to talk. And I was like, yeah. I really like you. And that whole talk, you know, like, I really like you. I really want to start this up again. What's that talk like, dude? I don't know, dude. Tell me what it's like. Oh, you never had that talk? No, I never had that talk. Is it amazing? Uh, <laughs> girls don't like me. <laughs> us. Us. <laughs> Us, apparently. <laughs> I'm in that same boat, rowing that canoe with you, dude. It's Mike and I just like, what's it like when a girl likes you? Just keep asking ourselves that. I don't know, man. <laughs> Did we kayak? Yeah. Oh, man, dude. That was a fun time. Huh? Anyway. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so you had that talk. I had that talk. And she was like, basically, she's, I said, I like you. I want to get this up again. And basically, she set down some guidelines. She's like, are you going to just drop me again like you did before? Dang. And I was like, uh... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Be like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Be like that. It was in a nicer like, way hey, than that. But okay, I mean, I'm that's down to hang out, but you're going to drop me hard like you did before. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't it. Oh, man. What'd um, you say? What'd you say? And I was like, no, obviously. I said, yeah. no, of course not. Um, and I said, no, I really like you. I really want to continue on with this. So we just talked it out. We hashed it out. We put our, we both put our two cents in. And, and I said, honestly, it was hard. I had yeah. a lot of time. You know, uh, I, I, I need to focus on, on what I was doing. And so we, we worked it out, and it went really well. She mm-hmm. came down to visit me. I would go up and visit her every once in a while. And we had, you know, we had, I was, I had more self control because I knew mm-hmm. I would talk to her all the time. 
Um, and so I was just like, hey, I got I to gotta, I gotta head out. I'll yeah. text you later. You know, those yeah. kind of things. Instead thing. of like, hey, I'll, this is over. Because yeah. <laughs> I have to work. It's yeah. like, no, like you can go to sleep and text her tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's fine. It still will work out. This is done. <laughs> hey, I got to work. We can't date anymore. Yeah, we can't do this. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I, I, I have work today. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> So it, it, it worked out great. And so we just kept in contact. And eventually in October, um, a lot of changes were happening in the church. And it was a good time for me to be able to leave. And so I was like, I need to be closer to her if I ever want to be married to this girl. I ever want yeah. you know, to move any farther with her. So I moved back to Tijuana. Uh, there's another, the, the assistant pastor from the church in La Paz moved to Tijuana to help in a church plant up there. So I just came with him uh, a few months after he moved up and was working with him. The main goal of me being there was, I mean, continue serving. That was a big goal, but to also be closer to Louis. And just to kind of grow our relationship, and then we eventually would, you know, would get married. So that was Dang. that was tight. It cool. was it was tight. That's rad, dude. So all this from an F. From an F. From all an this F. happened. F. Just one F. One one F. failure, dude, just sets the course of your life in like a positive way, though. It's true. Yeah. Failures in your life are not always negative things. But I they're mean, not it, failures. It's in a the change moment, of direction. It's it a definitely change of direction. Is. Yeah. It's yeah. not a failure at that point. I can think of a few things that I. "Quote unquote failed out that led me to a better place for sure. That's amazing, dude. Okay, so all that from an F. You planted these churches, met your wife. Where are you at now? So after I met my wife, we got we got married, and we were both serving. You know, she was still working full time in the children's service and in, in child services in in Rosarito. We were living in in Rosarito, Tijuana, kind of changing houses through there through that time, and we got a her contract was ending." Mm-hmm. Uh, from her job and uh, she was like we were all worried like what are we going to do she was getting a good income and that was going to cut our income in half you know like yeah. that was just going to be gone um, and so we were like praying like hardcore like what are we going to do how are we going to survive you know off mm-hmm. of this and uh, we get a call or a message from a pastor that had gone down and helped with the church plant in La Paz mm-hmm. after the assistant pastor moved up to TJ another guy moved down to help out and he wants to plant a Bible college. And he said, hey, we need somebody in human resources, which is exactly the job my wife was doing at, mm-hmm. at her job right now. Mm-hmm. And we need somebody in operations to help with the campus, to kind of mm-hmm. do things around the place and do fixing and working. And that's what I would. That's what I did my whole time down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would love to have fly you guys down and have an interview with guys and see if you want to serve with us. And it was like literally weeks before she was her job was done. Oh, dang. And we were praying hard for that. And all of a yeah. sudden... It happened yeah. and we were like that's an answer to our prayers for sure yeah uh so we he flew us down he paid for our tickets and everything we flew down we had an awesome time it was a, a bible college in la paz that they wanted to do for pastorship training and missionary training uh for mexican nationals was the main goal to raise up mexican nationals to be missionaries and pastors wow. um and so it's a really cool program so we we signed on we said we're in if you if you'll have us we moved down uh like the month after that, mm-hmm. uh, we started working. My wife was working in the office. I was just, you know, taking care of the garden, you know, the yard and, and doing all those kind of things. Um, and and then all of a sudden, a little bit at a time, I realized I've been a Christian my whole life. I've been in church my whole life. I'm a missionary, technically, like, quote, unquote, a missionary right now. But I don't know that much about the Bible, mm. you know, just what I've learned through the years. Yeah. And I was like, if I want to be in this full time, I need to know more about what the Bible says, who, what I believe and why I believe it mm-hmm. um, and, and get deeper into this. And so I signed up for the school 
they had already gone through their first generation of students and I was serving there. Uh, and I was like, I want to go deeper into this. And so mm -hmm. I signed up for their first year program that's like a basic Bible college, just like doctrine, you know, what do, what do we believe as Christians? What is it, you know, that we believe? And the second year is when you go into more, you know, specifics about being a pastor or being a missionary. Mm -hmm. And so I signed up and I said, I'm going to take the first year. It was six months. Six months, it was like fast-track Bible college. Um, so I, I stepped down from being a, a staff and mm -hmm. became a student. Uh, and at that same time, a missionary family came down and took over my responsibilities. So I, it was, it was a really cool experience for me, um, just to get in. I was, it was all Spanish classes. Mm. Uh, over the course of being there, this is a, this is now like three years into Mexico. So I mean, I had learned Spanish enough to be able to take, sp you know, courses and you know all these things. So all the classes That's were wild, all dude. Spanish. Three years taking classes in another language, like yeah. transitioning over to that level, is just an insane yeah. thing. From that moment on, my Spanish. Flew through oh, the I'm roof. I'm sure it did okay. because you had to like really step up to a level of it that was just beyond. Vocabulary, yes. I had no idea what yeah. it meant. I had to look it up. I had oh, to yeah. study. I had to work through that. All my homework, the majority of my homework was done in Spanish mm -hmm. because all my teachers were Spanish. Every oh, yeah. once in a while, I'd have a bilingual or an English-speaking teacher, yeah. and I would do my homework in English if I could. Um, but it was all just Spanish, and Dang. it was super intense. Wow. It was really intense. And... Yeah, I, I grew a lot through that, you know, both spiritually, uh, and responsibly. Like I before, I wasn't a very responsible person. Jordan could tell you that, you know, when I was <laughs> just I'm being around. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was very irresponsible, very lazy. But going through really? that, I had to be very. But not not in a negative way that like you would be like, wow, Blake's so lazy. Blake is just a very peaceful, content, kind spirit, yeah. where it's just like. It took what had happened and my dad to, as far as my perception is concerned, it took what had happened for him failing and my dad to push him to go and strive for more. When it's like, Blake is very capable of a lot, yeah. but would he like seek it out on his own? No. Not he necessarily. He someone to take the initiative and kind of yeah. kickstart you. I'm very content wherever I am. Yeah. Like I don't have, I don't find a lot of problems with wherever I'm at. Yeah. And so for me, just chilling in my room, you know, doing nothing. I'm content. But if you also put me to sweep floors in Rosarito, You're good. I'm content, you know, still content. I, I don't have, I don't find problems in a lot of things. And so I needed someone that to push me down. So through that process of being in school and kind of growing in the mm -hmm. Lord and growing spiritually, I grew as a husband. I grew as, you know, as a leader, I grew mm -hmm. as a worker. I grew more responsible, still had a long ways to grow. I still, over the next couple of years, mm -hmm. I would grow even more. Um, but it was just a really cool experience through that time. Um, so yeah, it was really, it was awesome. I thought I was just going to end with that six months. Yeah. But right towards the end of that, I was like, I, I think they were asking me to do a devotional one time or a, a teaching or preaching or something. And I was, I still don't feel prepared to do this. Like to be able to teach somebody else. I was like, I know a lot, but I don't feel prepared to teach somebody else about any of this. Yeah. And so that's when I felt like maybe I'm called to be a pastor. A lot, a lot of responsibilities were being placed on me. A lot more opportunities for me to teach or to do certain things were being placed on me. And I was like, whether I become a pastor or not, the classes that are in the pastorship program, a lot of things that you learn through that program are very would be very good for me to learn even as a missionary. Yeah. Without the title, without you know having to say, I'm a pastor, uh, I still would need to know a lot of these things, just practical ministry. Um, so yeah, it was. I, I decided, you know what? We're mm -hmm. going to keep going and we're going to go through the rest of it. 
the pastorship program is a lot more intense. We have to preach. Uh, there's four of us. We have to pre- take turns preaching every Wednesday night. Uh, so I would be preaching once a month mm. a- in the actual church in front of live audience. I had never preached a message in my life before. Uh, were you nervous? I was in, nervous. In Spanish. In Spanish, yeah. Oh, vamos. Uh, oh, man. Hey. <laughs> he said, oh, man. 45-minute preaching. Louis, please. A 45-minute preaching in Spanish. Oh, I, The first one was rough. Real yeah. rough, obviously. I, but... I got through it and yeah. I got better. And then we have constructive criticism afterwards. We sit down and we said, you did this wrong. You did this right. You know, um, it was, it was like, I grew so much through that. Dang. Um, so I, now I preach in Spanish in front of a, you know, a, a whole congregation of people. And do I that, do you do that weekly now? No, not yet. Okay. Um, at this point I became the worship leader. Okay. Uh, so I learned guitar over the years. I kind of became more comfortable singing, in English and then singing in Spanish. Yeah. Um, and now I'm now per, right now I'm the worship leader at the church. Mm. Um, and so, uh, I'm almost done with that program. That was last August that I started the pastorship section of that program and I'm almost graduating in July. That's why, you, you know, Jordan and hopefully you are, you're coming, not hopefully you are coming, uh, my are coming. My man. If the Lord allows it, dude. If the Lord James. allows it. There you go. Um, so in July, July 18th, I'm, I'm graduating from that. So rad. That's so cool, dude. Your, your kind of story and your journey on being over there a little bit reminds me of my older brother. Mm. Uh, cause he's, he's, have you heard of teen challenge? It sounds familiar. I don't know what, yeah, it's just like the rehabilitation Christian discipleship program. Cool. He's graduating, uh, 23rd of this month. Nice. And he's kind of gone training and whatnot and has found like his direction in life. And I think you have also experienced that too, where you have found your place. Yeah. Um, and, and the same thing for him. It's really cool to hear, you know, and it's cool that I know your brother and mm. he has a brother that is doing the same thing. I have a brother that's kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. Really cool. A little connection. Too, yeah, yeah, definitely. There's an interesting perspective that I think if I don't, you know, I don't mean to overstep any sort of boundaries or correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what you have learned a lot through all of this is the openness to what more could be beyond like a, a window of commitment. And what do you mean by that? Because like you multiple times, like, you know, the first time you going to Mexico six months, I'm committing to this. And then it was like, mm-hmm. oh, you should be going to La Paz after this. And you're like, no, I'm going home. Hmm. And then it was, you know, that, that was broken and you were that, that kind of, that idea was kind of shattered and you went and you took a step of faith and you went out and did more. And then you even said literally maybe a few minutes ago that you had only committed to the, the pastoral program or whatever it for was the first section for the it. first six months. Again, the yeah. same thing. It was mm-hmm. six months. I'm going to commit to this, but then realizing within that six months that there was more that, that was there to be gained yeah. and that mm-hmm. you were okay, you know, branching out and saying, you know what, I'm going to do more beyond what I've committed myself to and, and making those hard choices. That's not easy no. to, to have a mindset that is open beyond a sort of commitment. Cause it's like having a commitment to like, okay, I'm going to do this for this long. And then when I'm done, I'm going to go back to what's safe mm. and I'm going to kind of continue what I've been doing because I, I promise and I committed to this, but having that mindset that's open to new opportunities that are provided yeah. is incredible because it, pro- mm-hmm. it prompts growth. Oh, it yeah. prompts such a like wide range of opportunity. Like it's just a better way to think and to operate in that realm. And I think that's, that's really powerful. Yeah. yeah. I, I see that it's changed a little bit now before it was like, I'm going back to where I was. Now it's like, I have no idea where I'm going after this. And that, that and makes you grow. 
For yep. sure. Yeah, that makes you grow. You said it yourself. You grew uh, spiritually as a husband, all these other things. Like, that's all because you went beyond your commitment. Yeah. And you kind of went beyond into the unknown because oh yeah because your commitment ended six months the first commitment it was six months and you were you were going back to something that was known yes. in and out home marietta california whatever but it's like it was La Paz. comfortable yeah it's comfortable yeah but comfort doesn't prompt growth no. comfort doesn't Not prompt all, development no. in life like no. i think it's so wonderful to be able to have that mindset and to develop that muscle if you would of the brain that is ready to take on new opportunities and yeah. to encounter new things and be able to just say that I'm going to be open to new things like this yeah. rather than just be like, no, 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 I only am going to put out my line this far. And then all of a sudden be like, okay, no, I'm going to go back to where I'm safe. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I'm going to put, oh, I'm going to go back to where I'm safe. Mm, yeah. But like, why would you put yourself out if you were not opening the door for opportunities that could come out of mm -hmm. what you're putting yourself out into? Yeah. yeah. I was very much like that as growing up. I would only do what I knew how to do, and I would never step out out of that. And now it's like if somebody asks me to do something that I might not be comfortable with, but I'm still like, I'm like, all right, I'll try it. Mm -hmm. The might fact as that well. somebody asked me, like when they asked me to step up and lead worship, I was like, let's go for it. Let's try. Let's yeah. do it. And I would step out, and I did it, and now I'm the worship leader. You know, it's like it just things happen because yeah. I you have to step out in faith. You have to step out and take those decisions where you don't know what's coming next. You don't know how people are going to react. You don't know what's going to happen, but you got to do it. Yeah, I think I think we're just we just don't know how much we're capable of. Definitely. At times, you know, you're capable of doing so much in your life. Learning is a good thing, whether it be learning that you're not meant for something or yeah. learning that you are. Yeah. So finding out, you know, putting yourself out in positions where it's like, oh, yeah, I failed. Even if you that's, didn't. That's, you learn. That's yeah. good. That's Through a failure, good you narrowed, you narrowed it down to. Yes. You, 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 you narrowed it down and you realize, oh, that's not what I should do. And sometimes that's the most important lesson knowing what you're not good at or knowing what you don't need or, or don't need to knowing do where to throw out and yeah, what yeah, to focus yeah. on it's a filter you're filtering you're narrowing your vision and you're able to like better aim at what you need to do yeah i think that's something that I, I see in my life is like i would all growing up i would try like lots of i, I play seven instruments technically you know clarinet piano trombone uh guitar cajon, like all these different instruments yeah. but none of them very well ah okay i play all of them very like mediocre mediocre me mediocre you know and, and i think that word in spanish um so i <laughs> i feel i say it in spanish say i play i play a lot of instruments like mediocre do you know that word in spanish yo toco mucho in, muchos instrumentos en una manera mediocre ah. <laughs> mediocre uh -huh. is that what it is in yeah. spanish mediocre it's <laughs> but awesome. it's like with the oh it says ah yeah <laughs> um so it's weird. So yeah, I play everything very mediocre. Um, and sounds weird, huh? It's it weird. I, I couldn't tell you if that's even the right way to say that. But something like that. I, I couldn't correct it. You're, you're so. basically saying you're not a master. At yeah, not at anything. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and jack I of all trades, that. master of none. Yeah. I really regret that in my life. I should have focused on one instrument and gotten really good out of it. Good, really good at it. Because now. Somebody says, hey, we're playing. Hop on your clarinet and play with us. I would be like, I have no clue what to do. You guys got that. sheet music? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I mean, I, I enjoyed my time in band in high school, and I yeah. grew through that. I learned a lot about music and music theory through that, which prepared me for where I'm at today. Yeah. But at the same time, I regret not focusing on one thing and getting really good at it. Definitely. And, and, and now I'm trying to do that and 
I haven't played my trombone in forever. I haven't played my, I don't do any of that now. And I focus on what I'm good at and what I'm growing mm-hmm. in. So I continue to focus on, you know, growth in my, in, in my knowledge of the word of God so I can preach better. I continue to grow uh, in my worship and my practicing of guitar. Mm-hmm. I was not a very good guitar player and I didn't invest very much time into it. But through this, uh, recently I've been like, I need to learn more chords. Mm-hmm. I can't be just limited my limiting myself to just the key of G and that's yeah. it. You know? <laughs> I would literally throw cables all the way up to like the fret number eight just to be able to play in the key of G in a tone that would work for me. It's like I can't do that. I can't limit myself. So I've been growing a lot in that just because, I, yeah, I can't be limiting myself to yeah. very very little yeah. things. Um, Dang, that's so cool, dude. Growth is very important, man. Yeah. Also, yeah. I think what's important that you've recognized too is finding what areas you can invest your opportunities of growth such that it's going to produce more fruit to the areas in which you have opportunities to produce fruit. Yeah. Where it's like, you're not going to be like now sitting here being like, I'm going to go spend two hours a day practicing my trombone. No. That's not going to bring a lot of life to where you're at. Yeah. Like what you have recognized is what you could use now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as skills is where you should invest your time. Exactly. And so, you know, pros and cons of being a jack of all trades is you, you have a lot of opportunities and you have a lot of areas in which you could grow and focus, but now you've honed it down to these are the areas that I should invest my yeah. time and grow in, in ways that it's like I can bless people around me and I can become the best version of myself yeah. by investing in these areas. Exactly. Yeah. And it all started with an F. Dude. It all started. <laughs> That's the That's title like of the name, title. The dude. name of the podcast, I got, an I got an F on my report card. <laughs> <laughs> it all started with all an All right. Well, I got some questions for you. For sure. I feel like we should have Louie come up here for two seconds and talk to you in Spanish. I don't know why I want that to happen. <laughs> we so can bad. bring her up. Louie! Come here. Come here. Can you por come favor. Up? Ven, mija, por favor. Vamos a hablar en español. Ah, bueno. Louie. Just tell Blake why you love him real quick. Right oh, here, right in the mic. <laughs> and how you pursued this man. <laughs> <laughs> he just told us a story. Blake, I love you. No, in Spanish. In Espanol. Amor, te amo porque eres la persona que me ha demostrado amor con gracia. Y decides amarme todos los días, aunque de verdad no lo merezca. Te amo, bebé. That was so amazing. <laughs> I want that. That, was, that, that dude. was necessary. That was necessary. Oh, I don't that's know why so I needed cool. that. I needed that. Oh, right. You guys are so cool, dude. I love it. Oh. We were talking about this the other day. Like, we had some some girls over from the church. Their family was like out doing something, and they were at our house, and we were just having our conversations in our house, and they looked at us all like weird, mm-hmm. and we're like, "What? You guys switch from Spanish to English in the same sentence, and we can't understand anything you're saying <laughs> because we speak both languages, and we're yeah. just like we half the sentences is one language, the other half in, in the other, and yeah. it's just it's a cool you know environment in our house to. It's, That's so it's fun. It's really fun. Dang, Jordan, what was questions? that question? We got we got a we got a little bit of a list. All right. Yeah. All right, first question we have here is from Forrest Wheeler. Dude, we got to get that guy on. Yeah, I'm telling do. you. That'll be that'll be an episode. Yeah. I, I love that dude. Uh, Forrest asks, what is the most meaningful and least meaningful thing that you do on mission trips? Wow, that's a good question. Um, the most, the least meaningful thing would be, that's, that's a hard question. 
a lot of things are meaningful, but for different reasons. The most meaningful thing probably is just relating to people, just talking to people. I mean, you can give a preaching, you can whatever if it's whether it's great or not so great. Somebody's always going to get something good out of it, you know. Usually, like, oh, I learned this little nugget of information. So mm-hmm. it's like that's impactful, but it's more impactful to get to know people and invest in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people focus, especially with church, so they focus so much on the preaching, which is good. It's great. You need to hear that. You need to invest in your life and kind of grow in that but it's more important to get connected with people and to learn more about them and invest in them and to love them and to you know because that's what jesus did mm-hmm. you look in the bible and you see jesus didn't go around he did preach but at the more the same time he went around and he talked with people and he loved on people he chat with them yeah. he would eat with people mm-hmm. and he would eat with rejected people mm-hmm. he ate with the tax collectors and the sinners and the people mm-hmm. that were rejected by society you know it's like so that's what's more meaningful than a lot of other things that we put so much, you know, value on a lot of times in, in society. Mm, so cool. I think that would be my answer. Cool. All right. Next question is from Ben Huter. Nice. Says, uh, if you could give Jordan one piece of advice, what would it be? Ooh, interesting. That's a, that's a good question. Wow. Let me think through what is Jordan going through right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, We've talked through this last couple of days that we've been around each other. You've been, you have, you're in a really good place in your life right now where you feel really good. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of really great group of friends. Um, my personal advice being I'm very Christian. I'm very yeah, religious-based. I, I knew that was going to come. It <laughs> would be just to get involved with a church. Yeah. You know, with a church that you like, not, you know, and because that is, for me, that's very important. And, you know, and we've talked through reasons why and all this kind of stuff. And so I don't need to tell you more than that, but... Uh, I, I encourage people to get involved in the yeah. church again, not for the preaching for the community to get involved with people that yeah. can invest in your life and to love on you and yeah. help you through your problems and to edify your life in that way. Yeah. That's real right there. It is real. And I knew that was going to be yeah. the answer. It was going to be something along those lines, Oh yeah. but it's, it's interesting though, but it's like you say to get involved for a community but I think I have such an established community outside of that. Yeah, but it de- it's he's it's a, a specific community. Yeah, specific I know, community. I, know, uh, I, I mean, I'm right there with you. No, I feel you. I feel you. So. All right. Next uh, question is not really a question. It's from Alfonso Sabrera, <laughs> Mike's youngest brother. <laughs> the youngest. It says, uh, you're just a bigger version of Taylor. I am just a bigger version. <laughs> Yeah, you guys. That was that was his answer. Yeah, so uh, that's very true. If you took off my beard, I would be a bigger version (laughs) of Taylor. That's Taylor, straight up. Straight up. You're very different from Taylor as a as a person and personality traits. But I think visually, you guys look the same. You and Taylor are the same. You know, replica. Um, All right. Next question is uh, from Scott Bedley, our uncle. How do you let go of the world that is constantly drawing you in? That's a very good question. I mean, as a missionary, I can't get caught up in a lot of the things in the world and that, you know, draw that. Yeah, like, like you said, like draw, that draw you in. So for me, biblically, I see it very clearly that we should keep our mindset on eternal things. It's like your home is not here. Your home is with Christ. You know, mm-hmm. your home is in heaven. So it's like for me. I'm not going to be worried about the things of the world. I'm not going to be worried too much. I love my family. I want to be close to my family, but that's not my main goal in life is to, to only be comfortable in family. My main goal is to go out and preach the gospel amongst the nations. That's a commandment for all Christians, mm-hmm. not just 
you know, missionaries. So it would be keep my focus on the Lord, keep my focus on what's to come and not only focus on today and not only focus on my comforts and mm -hmm. the things of the world that want to offer me getting a, You know, there's nothing wrong with these things, but I'm going to mention, them. you know, getting a nice car, getting a nice house. Those things are going to end when you die and you're going to have an eternity after that to deal, you know, to be with the Lord. And so what do you want to invest in more? Do you want to invest in, I don't know, 80 years of your life here, or do you want to invest in your eternity? Mm -hmm. And for mm -hmm. me, uh, my mindset is I want to invest in my eternity because that's going to be a whole lot longer and with bigger consequences than in what it is now. Mm -hmm. I'd rather live in discomfort here to live in, in a better life there. Mm. Well said. Right on. I just love the perspective that we gain from asking questions that might be similar, but you know, geared more towards whoever is our guest and who's sitting here with us. And I think it's just so valuable to hear and to learn from perspectives, whether or not someone listening right now could agree or disagree yeah. with, you know, what, what you've just said and whether or not they're spiritual or religious or not. I think it's incredibly valuable to be able to listen and hear and take, you know, with a grain of salt, whoever you are hearing that, that it's just like people live in such different mindsets and perspectives of their life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of value behind hearing everything. So For sure. All right, next one is from uh, Gavin Beltran here. What are the benefits of being a missionary, and why do you choose to continue that as your career path? That's a, these are really good questions. Um, the benefits of being a missionary, I like seeing people's lives changed. And that's really a, a main goal for me is like, to, to be able to like to invest in people's lives and to love on them and to see God change them from who they used to be and who they who they can become for me like for me one of the biggest examples of that uh, are those interns that I live with for six months in Rosarito they used to be ex gang members in LA and are now serving the Lord full-time with the biggest smiles on their face with the most loving heart so to see the transformation that you can go through with Jesus in your life for me, that's the biggest motivation mm -hmm. to be able to help other people get to that place. Mm -hmm. um, and even for people that have been Christians for a long time to get them to even more spiritual maturity where they can even advance more in their spiritual walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was the first half. What was the second half of the question? Uh, what are the benefits and why continue that as your career path? Why continue as my career path would be... Probably much of the same, right? A lot of the same. It, just to see that is very, it's really cool. And it's a passion I have. I, mm -hmm. I, I have a passion for these things. I have a passion for the Word of God. I have a passion for people. I have a passion for worship um, and just to see God move in people's life. Right on. Cool. Next question is from Brian Garut, your brother-in-law. Hi. What's <laughs> your why? My why? I think I, I think mentioned that already is yeah. just to see people's lives changed. Right yeah. on. Next question is uh, from Gabby Baca. What's the most rewarding thing for you about being a missionary? Probably much of the same. Same it's, thing. It's, it's crazy that like these questions are different and, and prompted from different angles, but can be answered in the same source of your fulfillment in what you do. Because yeah. it's that big of a fulfillment. It covers so many areas. Yeah, yeah definitely. Know, definitely. It fills you to the utmost. Exactly. And, uh, oh, I probably said that so far from Mike. <laughs> I hope they heard it. Um, next question is from Molly Garut. My sister. Which is, uh, how did you get so fit? Oh, uh, my, my really slim body comes from genetics 
and stress. <laughs> <laughs> and constant stress. And constant stress. <laughs> and constant lack of sleep and stress. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I'm very, yeah, I don't eat enough as I should. Uh, the last question, and I think this is the best question. Okay. Comes from your wife. Oh, okay. It says, uh, is he single and ready to mingle? With her, I am. Uh, <laughs> Louis, he wants to mingle with you. <laughs> She's running up here. I just hear the, the sandals. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Honey, I'm single and ready to mingle. He answered your question. No, with you. With you. With He's you. single and ready my to mingle with, with you. Only my only with my wife. Can you come in here and say goodbye with us? Just just say goodbye. Goodbye. Just be on the mic. Háblame con en español. ¿Pero qué quieres que te digamos? A ver, tú dime por qué me amas. Yo te amo porque tú eres la mujer. Ay. Ay, no sabes. Estoy nervioso. Oh my goodness. Mike. What? I love you, dude. Love you, bro. Blake, thanks for coming on. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Love you guys. I love you too. Te amo, bebé. All right. Luis, say bye with us. Bye. I'm Mike. I'm Jordan. I'm Luisa. I'm Blake. This has been Blank with Friends. Peace and blessings. Love you guys. Bye, guys. Adios.